0: Podcast. I am your host, Zach Guggenheim, and we're here to recap week 10. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple or Google or Spotify, wherever you get those. Make sure to leave a review that helps us out. Share the podcast. We'd love to get the podcast out to more people to get some good Big Ten content out there. And especially now that the, the playoff committee has tipped their hand a bit on the SEC side Let's get some more Big Ten content out there. So make sure to share, leave a review. We'd love to get your feedback. This past week went five and two on picks, only picked Big Ten games. And I was, I was off on one that I think made sense. I thought Michigan State-Purdue would be close. I didn't think Purdue would actually win right, but they did. Major props to Jeff Brom. He has been coaching his boys up like crazy. They're six and three. Great job. And then there's a coach that hasn't been coaching his team up when they play teams that they should beat, like PJ Fleck, who just got a seven year extension and he lost to Illinois. Yeah, I didn't call that one. I'm not sure anybody called that one. Minnesota could be eight and one, guys. They could be eight and one with a loss to Ohio State in firm control of the West. They could be a fringe top 10 team, guys. Instead, they lose to Bowling Green and Illinois. Ah, This is life in the Big Ten. We're going to do Big Ten power rankings, where Minnesota did not climb the rankings this week. And we're going to do a top 10. And then mostly what I'm going to do moving forward in these recap podcasts is things that I'm looking for in the playoff committee. I might throw in a rant here now. And then I've already ranted a bit about officiating. I could go on another rant just on the fact that it seems like they've decided to ignore the penalty of holding almost across the board. And if you watch the Ohio state Nebraska game, I think Tyreek Smith might be missing half his Jersey. We've we've covered officiating. I'm not going to rant about officiating, except for that mini rant there. But we're going to do the the power rankings, the the top 10, and then things I'm, I'm looking for in the playoff committee. Let me let me go through my power rankings. I'm actually going to start from the bottom because I think honestly it's easy to rank the bottom than the top at this point. Number 14, I've got Indiana. They they lost pretty badly to, to Michigan this past week, 29 to seven you know, it was, it's, it, they're just in a rough, rough way with injuries. I don't think they're actually the worst team in the conference in terms of their overall personnel. They've had a tough schedule and then they've just gotten just decimated by injury. So, you know, on their third string quarterback, I have them at 14. Number 13, I have Northwestern. I know that Northwestern beat Rutgers and I get that. Uh, but it just, if you look at Northwestern's body of work, it's just not very good. Uh, they, they have three wins, they're three and six and you know, they've lost their past three games pretty convincingly, except they did hang around with Iowa, which we'll, we'll get to that, but I've got, I've got, I, or I've got Northwestern at 13 Rutgers at 12. Uh, boy, was I wrong. I thought they might have a chance to at least, at least hang with Wisconsin. Wisconsin just blew them off the field as 52 to three, uh, it was a it was a rough rough game for the Scarlet Knights. Number eleven is Nebraska. They're three and seven. They've lost those seven games, no more by no more than nine points each, and yet they're three and seven. And you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. They're three and seven, and they deserve to be in the bottom four of this ranking. Uh, number ten, I've Illinois. I can't believe Illinois is number ten. Illinois, and they had a tough schedule at a conference. You know, they played Texas San Antonio, which is a really good mid major. They're still undefeated. Uh, I think they're they're I think they're ranked in the top twenty five. So they had to play them. Virginia has been a pretty good team in the ACC. So if they had just scheduled straight cupcakes, you're talking about a, possibly a six and three team. Brett Bielema is doing wonders with the fighting Illini. Uh, Really, really impressed by what Illinois is doing. I have Maryland at nine. I thought they hung in with Penn state, which I I think is, it's a good sign of progress for them The five and four. I don't, I, you know, I think they'll get Rutgers and they'll, they'll get to bowl eligibility. I'm not sure they're going to get any, any much further beyond that, but you know, good, good for Maryland. They're they're, they're starting to be more competitive in the tougher games. So uh, Maryland at nine, Minnesota at eight, I, I would have dropped them and another team lower, if not for the fact that I think nine through 14, it's just a pretty clear cutoff at this point, you know, Maryland's five and four, everybody else is under 500 And so I can't punish Minnesota for the loss against Illinois that much. But Minnesota, PJ Fleck and James Franklin feel very similar to me in that they're very gimmicky coaches, have a lot of charisma, have a lot of, uh, you know, they, they, they talk a lot about, they, they, they're big cheerleaders, right? They're big cheerleaders, but they, I don't know what it is, but they cannot coach their way out of a paper bag sometimes. I mean, six points against that Illinois squad, and you lose to Bowling Green. If I'm Minnesota, I'm reevaluating the the contract extension that they just gave Fleck. They just extended his contract seven years, and that's how he follows it up. As he loses to Illinois, they should that should be they should be able to revoke that immediately that they, they can't so good job by pj fleck by having some pretty good job security but that was it's just a poor poor coaching effort by fleck and a poor you know poor execution by his players and so i don't want to you know harp too too badly on their players but they, they had the capability of being eight and one at this point and they're six and three and that's a major underachievement if i'm being honest Number seven, I have Iowa. Speaking of underachieving, I I don't know what happened with Petras, but he's not in. I don't know if they benched him or if he got hurt. I I didn't see, and I I need to do some more research on that. But uh, Padilla at quarterback came in, and if the final score indicated anything, he's not doing much better because they only won by five against Northwestern, and that is not a good Northwestern team. So Iowa at seven. Again, I would drop them a lot further if I could, but they're seven and two. And so I, you know, I got to give respect to the record at some point. Number six, I've got Purdue. This, they're a little bit different. I wish I could put them higher. Purdue man has been really, really good. If you look at their, their schedule, they lost to Minnesota, which, is you know, is justifiable. You know, Minnesota has been good except for the aforementioned games. But they lost to Wisconsin, who's really starting to to heat up, and they lost to Notre Dame, and they were pretty competitive against Notre Dame. So this is a good Purdue team. You know, they're, they're, I have thoughts on them later on this week. They're playing Ohio State. I'd put them higher if I could, but they're number six, and you know, could really vault up the rankings with a win this week. Not that I'm going to give my pick right right now. I want to look at that game a little bit more. But Purdue's at six. I have Penn State dropping down to five. And people might get upset at me for this. I think Penn State, you know, they struggled a bit with Maryland. I think they are trending a little down. I, I still will not be surprised if they beat Michigan this week. It's at home. It's a whiteout. But I, I still am concerned about the running game. Still concerned about you don't know what you're going to get with Sean Clifford. Sometimes you get really good Clifford. Sometimes you get not so good Clifford and then you get injured Clifford. And that's like, Oh boy. So I've got Penn state at five. I still think they might be the best defense in the conference. The the team that's fighting them for that is the team I have at number four. And it's a team that Penn state beat the first week of the season. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin is becoming maybe the hottest team in the Big 10. You know, Michigan struggled a little bit, Michigan State struggled a little bit, Ohio State has struggled quite a bit. Wisconsin just you know beat the heck out of Rutgers. And again, it's Rutgers. But no one has done that what they did to Rutgers other than Ohio State. Ohio State put up 50 some points on Rutgers. Wisconsin put up 50 points on Rutgers. You know, they beat Iowa by 20. They beat Purdue by 17. They have been on a hot streak over the past few weeks. And I'm not so sure that right now they're not the best team in the conference. Now, I I think if Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, I think all of them can – obviously Michigan beat Wisconsin – And I think Ohio State has the firepower to outscore Wisconsin, at least if they get things together. But I am becoming more and more impressed by their defense. The running game is really starting to to jive with Malusi and Graham Mertz, who I've given a ton of crap to over the past several weeks, is starting to play like a competent Wisconsin quarterback. Not giving him too much credit here because he's still a Wisconsin quarterback. He has not been the elite quarterback I think we thought he would be, but he has been good enough to start giving better running lanes for his running backs. Had a really good game again against the, the Scarlet Knights. We'll see how he does in future games because, again, Rutgers is Rutgers but I, I'm really impressed by Wisconsin right now. Number three, I've got Michigan. No surprise there. Michigan you know, beat Wisconsin. They're eight and one, heading into the showdown uh, in Happy Valley. Not sure if it's going to be a whiteout. I don't think it's going to be whiteout. Let me just look here real quick. Penn State, it's a 12 o'clock game, so it won't be a whiteout, but it is at Penn State, so it'll be a tough, tough environment for Penn State. But again, the running game is good. I don't trust Cade McNamara at quarterback, but their running game and their defense is good enough. I think to win most games should be a a really good matchup at 12 PM on ABC this week. Number two, I've got Michigan state, not going to ding Michigan state too much for losing to Purdue because I think Purdue is actually pretty good, but I do have them falling behind Ohio state. The reason being, Ohio state's only losses to Oregon, but I I will say this. If I could, I wouldn't put a number one this week. I thought Ohio state and Michigan state both struggled. Michigan was, was good. They weren't great, but they were good. And Wisconsin just their record doesn't warrant them to get up to number one. So I've got Ohio state at one, but there's a big asterisk there because they looked terrible this week against a a nebraska team that quite honestly is okay like their talent is better than their record but they ohio state played a c-plus game against penn state i thought they played a d-minus game against nebraska and if they do that next week if they do that against purdue or michigan state or michigan they will lose every single one of those games so i i don't have a lot of trust in anybody in the top five, except maybe Wisconsin, which is crazy because about three weeks ago, I was like, Wisconsin's terrible. But Wisconsin is really starting to turn things up. So those are the power rankings. Let me just go through my top 10. Uh, I was very tempted to just put Georgia in every spot because Georgia is the only team that actually looks really good. I've got Georgia and then a massive gap. And then another massive gap. And then I have number two, Oklahoma. They're undefeated. And you know what? I know they have close wins, but if week 10 showed us anything, it's that week that wins are wins, particularly power five wins. So I'm going to talk about non-power five wins in a minute with Cincinnati because I don't have them third. But I've got Oklahoma two. And I... Yeah. I'm very curious to see what the, the playoff committee does. We'll talk about that in a minute. Number three, I have Oregon struggled a little bit on the road against Washington, but it, it's a rivalry game. Washington is not very good though. Like they lost to Montana. They got beat up on by, by Michigan. So I, I just don't know how good Oregon is, but I've got them at number three. Cause they beat my number four team, which is Ohio state got Ohio state at four. Again, not Really, by choice, other than the fact that I think, I think their body of work is just a little bit better than some of the other teams ahead of them. So I got, I've got them at four. Number five, I have Alabama. Listen, Alabama's got a great, uh, not a great win. They have a good win against Ole Miss, and they haven't really beaten anybody else. And not only that, they struggled against a Florida team, which just looks worse and worse every day they struggled against LSU and I mean they they you, you want to talk about incompetence running the ball Ohio State I mean I was going to drop Ohio State really far down this week I was going to drop them because Ohio State had 93 94 yards against Nebraska rushing and I'm like they can't if they do that against anybody else that they're done for Alabama rushed for six yards six against a four and five LSU team We've got no respect for that. They're four and five. They're not very good. Alabama has really, really struggled against some mediocre competition. And so I've got them at five. Number six, I have Michigan State. Uh, again, they lost to Purdue, but they, they have a win over Michigan. You know, they have a win over Miami who's starting to pile up some wins. Uh, they, they beat them at a conference. So good on them. Number seven, Michigan, you know, they, they haven't really beaten anybody, but they've also, they've played a power five schedule. So good on them. Eight and one big game against Penn state this week. Number eight, I have Cincinnati and I'm going against my wins matter right here, because here's the real, here's the reality. Tulsa got screwed out of possibly tying that game up. and. You know, Ohio State struggled a little bit with Tulsa. Oklahoma State struggled a little bit with Tulsa. Cincinnati probably should have at least gone to overtime with Tulsa. And that's right after them struggling with Navy. And Navy stinks. Tulsa stinks. And Cincinnati's played two power five teams. One is the bottom Big Ten team in my power ring. They have the worst record of anyone in the Big Ten. Like, sorry. They have a great win against Notre Dame, and that's it. So they're eight. I have other thoughts about the, the playoff and what the playoff should do with them. There's there's the reality of the system of the play the playoff system versus what I want in the playoff and so i'll get to that in a minute but cincinnati eight texas a&m nine big win against auburn texas a&m starting to look like the team i thought they'd be in the beginning of the season and then number 10 i do have notre dame and that rounds out my top 10 let me take a quick break here and then we will talk about what to expect in the playoff rankings tonight Welcome back to the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. A few things that I'm looking forward to in the playoff show rankings tonight. The first thing is, what are they going to do with the top 10? Aside from Georgia, everybody struggled. And so as much as I want them to move Alabama out of the two spot, because I don't think they deserve to be at the two spot. I don't know how you can because yes, they struggled with LSU, but number your number three team, Michigan state lost your number four team, Oregon struggled with Washington. Your Number five team, Ohio state struggled with Nebraska. Your number six team, Cincinnati struggled with Tulsa. Michigan beat Maryland. Who cares? And then number eight, Oklahoma was on a bye. Number nine, Wake Forest lost. And I I forget who, I think Notre Dame was a number 10 team. I'm trying to remember who their number 10 was, but literally almost everybody in the top 10 either lost or struggled except for Georgia, who's just, just toying with people. Georgia's like the apex predator right now, just toying with everybody. Oh, that's right. That's nice. You're up three, nothing. Like almost at the end of the first quarter. We're just going to score 28 straight. Georgia's absurd, man. They're so good. So Georgia's one, that's about the only thing that's obvious. But what do they do with two through eight? Because they got to, you know, obviously they're going to move Wake Forest out of the top 10, but I want to particularly focus on the top eight. What are they going to do with Cincinnati? Because they've shown they do not respect Group of Five competition, and they have just struggled again with their second straight, you know, one-score game against a Group of Five opponent, and and not even a good one at that. They had Navy, and then they had uh, Tulsa, and so what are they going to do with Cincinnati? What are they going to do with Michigan State? Are they going to move them behind Michigan because they lost to a lesser Purdue team, or are they going to put them right above Michigan? You know, what are they going to do with Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon? Like, are they going to move teams around? I I don't know what what they would do. I know what I think they should do. I think if week 10 showed us anything, is that power five wins matter. And it is hard to win against power five teams week in and week out it just and honestly it's it's hard to win week in and week out and so if i were on the committee and i i know i'm contradicting myself here because i have cincinnati 8 i would value winning at this point particularly if the resume is somewhat equal so i would put i would bump up oklahoma and cincinnati I don't know how high I would bump them up, but I would bump them up. I don't know if they'll do that. I think there's probably more credence to move up Oklahoma than Cincinnati at this point. And I think there, there's a possibility you could do that because Alabama lost a lot of luster on their resume. You know, Ole Miss, you know, they struggled a bit against Liberty. They have a lot of injuries. I get that. So this, that's still a good win, but Mississippi State lost. Uh, they they had another, or no? Um, Mississippi State lost. You know they struggled against LSU. So I could see them justifying maybe bumping Alabama down, but I I just don't think they will. I I, I would I would be shocked if it's not Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. The one thing I could see is if they maybe bump Oklahoma a little bit higher. I, don't, I still don't think they're going to put them in the top five, though, because I think they were really looking for Oklahoma to play Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. I think that's, that's what they want to see out of Oklahoma. So I don't think they're going to move Oklahoma too drastically. And I, I'm very curious to see what they do with Cincinnati. I am wondering if they're actually going to move Cincinnati back behind the Michigans. I I would I would almost bet that you're gonna see Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. Maybe I I might put I, I might I I almost wonder if they'll put Oklahoma at five. And then Michigan State six, Michigan seven, and Cincinnati eight. And the reason is because Cincinnati has shown. You know, they're, they're really not doing a good job of putting away these lesser teams. And the other data point that's really working against Cincinnati right now, one of their power five wins is, is Indiana. Well, Michigan just beat them by 22. Cincinnati was trailing in the fourth quarter. So I, I don't think the committee is going to honor that if I wish the system were different because I think Cincinnati should get in the playoff if they go undefeated. But with the system we have, I don't think that's feasible. So I think Cincinnati's gonna drop. I think Oklahoma might rise a bit. But I, I would I would imagine it's either gonna be Oklahoma five, Michigan State six, Michigan seven, or Michigan State five, Michigan six, and uh Oklahoma seven. I, I just don't think they're gonna respect Cincinnati after struggling uh, against Tulsa. And I could be wrong. It, we'll we'll see. I think Michigan State will be above Michigan for sure. So that's one thing I'm looking for. Another thing I'm curious about is where are Purdue and Penn State? I, I had a pretty heated discussion on Twitter with uh college football nerds and they kept you know they're great. I love them. They're fantastic, but they kept kind of talking about how we don't really know how good Penn state is because, you know, Clifford, isn't that great. And good, good Clifford's only come out once against Auburn and and whatnot. And I, I kept pushing back and saying, you still have to honor those wins. And if you look at other schedules, comparatively, Penn state deserved to be ranked last week. And if Mississippi state was 17, you better rank Penn state somewhere close to them because they have very comparable resumes. Well now Penn state, you know, six and three Mississippi state lost because we knew they were bad. Remember that. And so Penn state wins, Purdue gets another big time win. So where do they end up in the rankings? Because that's going to matter both, especially for Ohio state, Michigan state, and Michigan. Because if Ohio State beats three straight ranked teams, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan, that bolsters their case tremendously, not just to be in the playoff, but possibly to pass Oregon. That's big. That's a big deal. On the the flip side with Penn State, if Penn State's ranked, it gives Ohio State a ranked win. So my question then becomes, okay, what does you know, how is the committee going to view Penn State and Purdue right now? Do they view them as good enough to be in the top 25? Or do they view them in a way where they're like, yeah, you're six and three, but actually we don't really think the teams you beat are that good. So keep trying, which they've done in the past. And so what do they do with those teams? The AP poll does not have Purdue in it has Penn State in. And it just just drives me nuts because I'm like, Purdue – Purdue has a good resume, guys. They have a really good resume, so I, I'm curious to see what what the committee does. One one of the thought, and I didn't, I haven't mentioned these yet. I talked some junk about Aiden O'Connell. Dude's legit, man. Over 500 yards, and then you know throwing to David Bell. Purdue's got dudes. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. Purdue has got dudes they are really really talented at a couple of key spots they're not I don't think they're good enough to keep winning out but they've got I mean David Bell and George Karloftis are first round picks George Karloftis is going to be the best defensive player that Ohio State has faced all year this upcoming uh upcoming week so I'm I think that's going to be a fascinating game. So really excited to do the, the, the picks pod on Thursday. So I'm, I'm looking to see where they put them. What do they reward Arkansas for beating a team that they think was good in the mighty Mississippi state bulldogs. <laughs> I, I think Arkansas, I don't, I think Arkansas is a decent team, but again, are they going to pump up the rankings so that when Arkansas plays Alabama, it's a ranked win, which honestly, you could say the same thing about Purdue, but you look at Arkansas's resume versus Purdue's. I, I, I Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. If I see five and four Mississippi state on there, I will rant again on Thursday. And I will. Uh, I just don't. I don't understand how Mississippi State was ranked. I they 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 had three wins against top twenty five teams. Supposedly, they're not a good team, at all. So Mississippi State, uh, good riddance. Arkansas. I, I am curious to see where Arkansas is, is rated. Uh, I'm I'm actually very curious to see if Arkansas. Can challenge Bama in a couple of weeks. I don't think they they can. I think they're probably a little too one dimensional. But we'll see. We'll see. They have a good receiver. I think KJ Jefferson is is raw, but he's good. And uh, Alabama's struggling right now. So, um, yeah, I, I think those are the main things I'm looking for in the playoff rankings. I'm excited to see what they're going to be. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. I think the the Big Ten. I I, I said this a few weeks ago, and I, I backtracked on it. But I'm I'm gonna just put this back out there. It's fun to track the playoff rankings. I'm not sure it's gonna matter in the long run. I have a feeling Ohio state's going to beat each other. They're going to beat, beat each other out of the playoff. Just the way I've seen Ohio state play. I think Michigan and Michigan state both have flaws. And honestly, those are the only three teams that can still legitimately have a shot at it. You know, everybody else has you know, two or three losses and I, you know, they're not going to put Iowa in with two losses. And so I, I'm not sure it's going to matter at the end of this, but. It'll be fun to talk about so thanks for joining us on the big 10 football talk podcast again i'm your host zach guggenheim enjoy the playoff show guys god bless